Before we start, let's uh, let's stand and read a, a one verse of scripture from John chapter ten and verse ten. I know we all know it really well, but we want to read it and we want to know that it came out of God's word. Give everybody time to find it. We could all quote it, but let's read it. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus says, I am come that they might have life, that they might have it more abundantly. Amen. Okay, you can be, you can be seated. Okay. All right, let's try that. All right, let's pray before we go into it. Father, we thank you again for this day. Every day is a blessing. We thank you for this time to come together and to hear your word, and we just pray that you will minister to each one of us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, as Jesus speaks to us this morning, let us hear what he's offering to us. So the title of my message is Living the Abundant Life. Living the abundant life. We read here that the thief, which is the devil, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus says, I am come that you might have life. Not just alive, but abundant life. And well, we all seem to be alive this morning. And some of us are more alive than others. <laughs> but we're all alive and everybody we've around, you know, every day they're alive. So what is this life that Jesus came to offer us? What is, what is this life? Well, now if you turn to Ephesians chapter 2. And let's read from verses 1 through 10. Everybody's there. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all, we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he has loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ. By grace are ye saved. And has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and not that of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, under good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So, as it says here, we were dead in trespasses and sins. And God, by his grace, he loved us, and he gave us the faith to believe 
in the death and resurrection of his son. That's a gift. The ability to believe it is even a gift from God. That Jesus died and bore away our sins and brought us life. So let's see. We were living human beings, but we were dead. So Jesus came and resurrected us from the dead inside. So we must conclude that, as the first one says, sin had brought death to our human spirit. God came into us and revived and resurrected our, our dead spirit, and now our spirit is alive within us. By nature we were subject to wrath, but now we are physically alive, we are spiritually alive. Before we were unable to even combat sin, we were unable to not sin. But now we are set free by the grace of God. We are born again supernaturally. We're made alive in Christ. And he has come to take residence within us. We are a new creation. Amen. We are. We are a new creation. Remember that little song? Try to sing it with me. I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new man. Oh, things are passed away. I've been born again. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. Amen. It's something to be rejoiced about. It's part of the abundant life. Old things are passed away. You remember another song? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you sing this one. Because we're going to rejoice this morning in what God has done for us. And I want you to point your finger at yourself and make this a confession that this is, this is real. We're going to sing about the Spirit of the Lord is alive in me. Are you ready? Spirit of the Lord is alive in me. The Spirit of the Lord is alive. The Spirit of the Lord is alive in me. The Spirit of the Lord is alive. What's he doing? And he's guiding me from day to day, keeping me in his perfect way. Teaching me to follow and obey. The Spirit of the Lord is alive. The Spirit of the Lord is alive in me. The Spirit of the Lord is alive. The Spirit of the Lord is alive in me. The Spirit of the Lord is alive. Amen. Amen. That's, that's pretty that's pretty good. It, it was a joyful noise anyway, whether it was in tune, out of tune, or whatever. I carry my tunes in a bucket, and that's all. And, uh, but, you know, that the, the greatest miracle that's ever happened in any person's life is that we are born again by the Spirit of God. You can't conjure it up. You can't go by it. You can't work it up. It's a gift that God has given us. And we are so blessed to be born again by the Spirit of God. In John 8, 36, just another brief verse, but just, just turn to these passages because I think they, when we read it out of the Word, it just has an extra special meaning to us. 
John 8, verse 36. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Again, there's a song, isn't there? The song. Um, can you sing it? I'm free, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. Jesus set me free. I'm free, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. Jesus set me free. And the sunset free is free indeed. Jesus set me free. And the sunset free is free indeed. Jesus set me free. Amen, amen. Amen. William got set free this morning. Today, amen. Praise God. And you don't have to turn to this one. Colossians 2, verse... But let's go ahead and turn to Colossians 2. Verses 9 and 10. I want, all, I want us to get all these things in our, in our spirit. Get it, get it in our hearts. Get it to make, you know, the spirit of the Lord is alive. Listen, we got to act like it. Amen. So, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. So he has done everything that we need to give us this abundant life and to, and to bring us back to life. Okay, now go to 2 Peter chapter 1. Give everybody time to get there. Beginning with verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. We are partakers, again, of the divine nature. I mean, that's, that's so amazing that it overwhelms you. But, but we have been given this divine power that pertains to everything that gives us an abundant life, godliness, Glory, virtue. God has given us moral right, moral excellence. He's given us his righteousness. And what is righteousness? That's everything that pleases God. So we have a life now that is possible for us to please God in every day of our life. It's possible. It's there. We have something money can't buy. We have the peace of God. We have the divine nature. We have his power. We have his joy. And here's something else. The world didn't give it, and the world didn't, can't take it away. All right, we're going to sing again. This joy that I have, 
The world didn't give it to me. Think, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. The world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. Isn't that great? Isn't that wonderful? No matter what they do, no matter what they say, they can't rob us of what God has done for us. And you know, all this ought to put a song in our hearts. Put a song in our heart and a smile on the face and a little skip in your step as you go along. Just kind of bounce along. You ever seen how those deer go along? They just kind of bounce. There should be something in us that's kind of bouncy. And I think we've kind of quenched that bounce. We've got to be that kid. So, let's sing another one. <laughs> Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Bless your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Bless ye the Lord, ye servants of the Lord, which by God stand in the house of the Lord, in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Bless the Lord. God is faithful. You know, I'm, I'm, this is so exciting. Maybe we ought to take a little tour around the church a couple of times. What do you think? Sure. I'm ready. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. You don't have to run. You can walk at your own pace. But just, just get free this morning. Just get free in the Lord. And sing to yourself while you're going here. Sing out loud. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. Jesus set me free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. Jesus set me free. And the sun sets free, it's free indeed. Jesus set me free. The sun sets free, it's free indeed. Jesus set me free. Free, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. Jesus set me free. I'm free, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. Jesus set me free. The sun sets free, it's free indeed. Jesus set me free. Free is free indeed. Jesus set me free. Amen. 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 Set me free. Free and free and free and free. Jesus set me free. Amen. Free indeed. Jesus set me free. Sunset free is free indeed. Jesus set me free. Amen. 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 God may manifest the healing in you right now while you're walking around. Amen. He can do it any moment, any time. Amen. Amen. Well, after that, I got to figure out where I was here. But, but we're free, that's right. I needed that. I don't know whether you did or not, but I needed that myself. But but we're not done yet. Not by any means. So to add to all that, all that good stuff, we have been baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues as the, as the Spirit gives utterance. 
And we can pray in the Spirit when we don't know how to pray. And as Jude verse 20 says, we can build up our faith by praying in the Spirit. Turn with me there to Jude chapter 20. Verse, not chapter, but verse 20. That's right before Revelation. Jude verse 20. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, you keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus unto eternal life. So the Holy Spirit is in us to guide us, to guide us in the truth. And the Holy Spirit has called us out of darkness. We are led by His Spirit. We're kept from falling. We're presented faultless. See verse 24. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Man, he has done so much for us that we're living the abundant life. Amen. And we need to realize it and, and act like it. Yeah. And act like we have what he says we have. We could sing another one, but we'll pass on this. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's turn to John 16. We start with verse 7. Jesus is speaking. He says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because they believe not on me of righteousness because I go to my Father and ye see me no more, of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them. However, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. So as we... Seek this Holy Spirit. Pray to ask the Holy Spirit. He will reveal things to us that we need to know. Direction for our life. What, what we should do, what we should not do. The Holy Spirit is in there to guide us in our, throughout our whole life. And he guides us into all truth. And then just turn back a page or so there to John 14. Beginning with verse 15 through 18, Jesus said, If you love me, keep my commandments. And what will he do? I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, 
even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not neither knoweth him but ye know him for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you I will not leave you comfortless I will come to you so we just confessed early on that we had the spirit is in us he has given us that comforter and that spirit is in it. We have received it. And he's going to abide in us forever. He said he would never leave us comfortless. You know what? One of those things you put on your bed over the top of your covers, what's it called? Comforter. Right. So the comforter has come. Jesus says the comforter will come to guide us, to strengthen us, to encourage us. When, we're, when we through our struggles and through our trials and he'll be with us always and he will comfort us and when you read what the definition of a comforter is, is someone who goes along beside you but we got better than that we got our comforter in us he's in us at all times and he'll never leave us he'll never forsake us he'll always be there and he'll relieve us from our stresses of life and abide with us 24-7. And we can rely on him for our peace and comfort. Something we really need. So we should be getting a picture now that we're seated in heavenly places. Even though we've been seated in the world and we've been going through a lot of things over the last few years and I think it's, I sense it that it has kind of quenched our spirit. Mine as well as anybody. We've allowed the cares of life to steal our joy and to kind of quieten our, our joyfulness. And I think it has kind of rendered us a little bit powerless in what God has intended for us to have and, and quietened us down. But now to, uh, go to Luke 24, verse 49. Okay, we have the Holy Spirit within us. He's guiding us into all truth. And now look at this. And behold, I send the promise of my Father, which is the Holy Spirit, upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. So Jesus promised to send the Holy Spirit. And that includes all, to all of us as well as those of those days. And what's supposed to happen? We'll be endued with power from on high. Well, if he says we'll be endued with power from on high, then it has to happen, doesn't it? Amen. It has to happen. So we'll be endued with power from on high, and it, it, where is it? Where is that power? We often look to ourselves and say we have no power. But it's not to us we're looking. We're looking to the spirit that lives within us. And boldness and Holy Spirit power 
are supposed to be the trademark of the church of Jesus Christ. I want to repeat that. Boldness and Holy Spirit power are supposed to be the trademarks of the church of Jesus Christ. That's supposed to be the norm. That's not supposed to be the exception. The Spirit of the Lord is alive in us. It's supposed to affect us in every aspect of our life to give us boldness, give us power, power over sin, power to deal with situations that come up in our lives, even power to pray for people and, and see them healed and the Spirit manifested. So where is the boldness? I think for the most part it's lying dormant within us. We're not, we're, not ex we're not relying on it. We're not exercising what he has given us. For when that spirit is operating as it should, then we're living the abundant life. That's when we're living the abundant life. So we've got to rise up in faith and act and speak, relying on the Holy Spirit to direct everything we do. And then as scripture says, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And we quote that all the time. But we got to believe it. We got to believe it. We got to believe that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Because he said we can. We got to live like it and act like it. Okay, go to Ephesians chapter 3. Get a workout in the scriptures today, but that's good. Ephesians 3, beginning with verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly. Oh, there's that word again. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Above all that we ask or think, he is able to do. By what? The power that works in us. That power is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in us to help us and to work and to, and to provide exceedingly abundantly all that we ask for the Holy Spirit's power. So as we yield our lives to this leading of the Spirit, God stands ready to fulfill all of our requests and give us even more than we asked for abundantly more than we asked for so when we rely on him it's not our ability but we can achieve victory over sin we can have boldness to share we can be healed we can become more like Jesus. We can be used of God. And we can bring glory to the Lord, our Savior. That's what all can happen when we're living by the Spirit and living the abundant life. All of these things will come to pass in our life. 
I'll flip back to Matthew chapter 11. This is good stuff. If that's the right word. But Matthew 11, verse 28 through 30. Jesus is speaking. He says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Now this passage is usually used in speaking to people about getting salvation, getting saved. As though they're, they're carrying a burden because they're lost. Well, they are. But this also applies very much to us as much as them. Because we get so burdened down with the heaviness of the troubles and trials of life that we have no rest a lot of time. We have no peace. We struggle with things that we shouldn't struggle with. So we've got to stop dealing with life on our own, cast our burdens upon the Lord, Trust him. He is ever present with us. He is abiding in us by his spirit. And he promises to never leave us nor forsake us. And he promises a rest for our soul. And I believe he promises a rest for our mind and rest for our body. And why do I say mind? Because most of our problems are mental battles as much as they are physical. It's a mental battle, and we've got to stay connected to the source. We've got to connect, stay connected to the Holy Spirit. Because how we think is how we act. That's exactly right. <coughs> and what we allow our minds to dwell on controls our peace. It controls our peace. And if we abide in Him, What'll happen? He'll abide in us and he'll bring forth fruits of righteousness. Things will happen. Life will change. And as we think about what is pure, we become more pure. As we think about what is holy, we become more holy. As we think about Jesus, we become more like him. So we are changed into the likeness of the object on which our gaze is fixed. Whatever we're focused on, that affects and alters our life and our course. So the more we rely on Jesus, the more we rely on the Holy Spirit, the more we'll be living the abundant life. We'll be guided and directed in the way that we should go. And here's a good thought. While Jesus is in heaven preparing a place for us, the Holy Spirit is on the earth preparing us for the place. Isn't that exciting? Yes. He's preparing a place for us, and he's preparing, preparing us for that place. And that Holy Spirit must be guiding in us to, to get us prepared for that wonderful place that we'll one day be in. And we have the weapons with which to fight. 
As the scripture tells us, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. Strongholds in our life. What are they? Well, let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Starting with verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when our obedience is fulfilled. Let me read this verse 7. I know I'm taking this out of context, but I'm going to use it. Verse 7 there. Do you look on things after the outward appearance? See, Paul was, Paul was justifying himself to these critics, but, but I just want to pull that little verse out and ask you a question. Do you look on things after the outward appearance? Well, we usually do. That's just nature. If this is happening in our body, well, this kind of controls our thoughts. But we've got we've to take the weapons of our warfare and combat the things that appear, because Jesus says everything that appears is not necessarily real. Says what, what he says is what's real. So we've got to believe it. So there's, all of us have strongholds. Little things that hold us back. Little things that try to control us. And our thoughts, our imaginations. But we can combat those things. And not look at those, but look at what God says. <coughs> You remember a little character named Jiminy Cricket when you were kids? He had a little song that said, accentuate the positive, eliminate the negative. Amen. Well, we're not, we're not just into that, but we're, we're taking God's word and we're saying, this is what God says, this is positive. And what I'm, the devil's trying to get me to think on is negative. So I'm going to accentuate the positive and I'm going to eliminate the negative and think, think rightly. And that's the key to, to, to everything is to believe what God says is true in spite of what it looks like. So we, got, we can pray, we can rebuke the spirit, we can rebuke strong thoughts, we can be careful what we read, be careful what we watch, resist the devil, with the word of God and he'll flee from us. Amen. I mean, that's what the Bible says. Amen. And if that's what it says, it's true. And what abundant life God has offered us. It's a marvelous life if we let his spirit lead us and direct us and we live according to what he has said.
So I, my prayer is that we will receive what he said, put it in our hearts, and receive it with thanksgiving and praise. And, and go out of this building this morning with the joy of the Lord in our hearts and the fact that we are his chosen people. He has given us his spirit and we can live the abundant life. Amen. Troubles and trials will come, but we can still live the abundant life. We can still have the joy of the Lord in regardless of because the world has troubles and trials and they have no place to go to get the comfort, to get the relief that God alone can give. So I pray this morning that this is, God puts this in your heart, in your spirit, and it brings something up in you to get excited about what God has done in our lives. Amen. 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 Father, we thank you that you have, are such a gracious God that though we deserve nothing, you gave us your salvation, you gave us your spirit, you gave us your word, and we can live an abundant life as you have said. And we thank you for that and praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.